0: If you are running a nonprofit organization, this is going to be one of the most important videos you watch all year. <laughs> That's Digital Marketing Show. My name's Jonathan, and today we're gonna pick up with part number four, where we left off last time was the structure of a sales letter for a nonprofit, how exactly I work to fill that in, and now I want to get into how headlines come into play in this whole structure. So it can be very, very simple to just look at the six-part structure we've been talking about, fill it out, send it out, and by doing that you're gonna get donations for sure, right? But if you want to take it to the next level, then you're going to start filling it in the way that I talked about yesterday. You're going to be looking at what copy elements you can bring in and what copywriting techniques you can apply to your letter in order to really maximize the impact that's going to have. But one really critical aspect of copywriting that probably people who do nonprofits don't even think about, right? Because it's so at the back of your mind when you have so many other things on your plate. But it's really getting good headlines and good sub-headlines throughout your copy, right? So today I just want to briefly touch on how the headlines are going to come into play here what the point is exactly of having these headlines, and my personal process just when I was coming up with one of my headlines specifically, how that evolved, and how I'm going to be using it in my copy. So if you remember, the six-part framework that we're talking about here is one, explaining the situation, or explaining what's at stake, I called it. And then number two is the role that the donor will play. Number three is the importance of the role. Number four is flattery. Number five is uh, sacrifice or acknowledging the sacrifice. And number six is the spotlight. So this is the framework we're working with. By now, you've already got your cue cards worked out, you've set up the structure that you wanna have, you've got all the research, all the stories that you wanna use. But now, if you remember, I mentioned that you have to mention seven on seven occasions that what you're trying to do is really important and drive people towards that CTA seven times, right? Not necessarily with a button seven times, but just remind them that the end goal is for them to take the action. So how do you fit seven (laughs) call-to-action in this six-part framework. Well, ideally you want to be doing it through, mostly through your parts, or I guess evenly distributed throughout these parts, right? But it's gonna come into play a lot more in these first three, depending on how you set that up. And that's because in the first three, you're going to be using a lot of statistics and you're going to be using a lot of stories, right? So depending on how long you make this, mine's probably going to be a few pages. Yours could be as short as one page, but there's not really too much to do in the Flattery Sacrifice Spotlight because this is going to be, hey, can you do it? This is going to be, hey, I know it sucks. Can you do it? This is going to be, hey, you're really cool. That's why you can do it. <laughs> but then you have these three here, right? So when you're doing your CTAs essentially think of it as for each headline or for each subheadline you have you want to have that reinforcement of the idea that they're going to be donating within those paragraphs that follow the subheadline right so you're going to have essentially your letter is going to look like big headline and then you'll have your lead and then subheadline and then copy sub headline and then copy and then subheadline, copy <laughs> and then subheadline, headline right etc all the way until the end so we've pretty much got the copy nailed down for all of these because you've done your research you've got the stats you've got the cue card set up but you still need these subheadlines. headlines so the best way to do it is to think about sub headlines as motivation for the person to keep reading. You want to have curiosity-driven, ideally, sub-headlines, where somebody's going to be able to look at it and say to themselves, yes, I want to know this, therefore I will read the body copy that follows. And Really, when you send out any piece of copy, or when you have traffic coming to any copy or sales page, there are going to be two types of people. There are going to be people who read through your entire letter, that's like me, (laughs) who just reads every single word, thinks about it, what's the implication, how is the language working, right? Not too many people like me, but (laughs) but some people are like that. Most people, however, are going to fall into a second category, where they just skim through all of your copy, and read only what applies directly to them. So that's the importance of the sub-headline. The sub-headline is to catch anybody who's scrolling so that they can say to themselves like, oh, I need to read this part because I need to know what that part's about. And I've got a lot of stuff about headlines and how to organize them and how to write them. If you wanna just check out the YouTube channel that we've got for Bonaventure MS or check out the podcast, right? You'll find a lot of stuff. If you've got questions though, you can always contact me directly. I'd be more than happy to help. Now, when I was writing the sub-headlines for, um, what is it? I think it's The Importance or The Role. I'm not sure where I'm gonna put this one yet, but I was thinking, what is one thing that people, need or one thing that's going to motivate people to make their donations right and so I thought to myself this is the first draft of the subheadline. if you've ever felt like your donations just weren't having as much of an impact as you thought they were the da 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 whatever like I didn't complete that one right (laughs) but that's the idea just your impact or your money's going to have a much greater impact with FFL that's one of our USP unique selling points for food for life is that For every dollar, we're able to make a lot more food than any other organization because of the way that we source it and because it's vegan, right? So it's a lot cheaper to do, it's a lot cheaper to deliver than if we were doing just regular like Feeding America, Food Banks of Canada, that kind of stuff. So that was my first idea and then it evolved into your donations haven't been having the impact that you want them to. And this came to me when I realized, or when I found a statistic that said the uh, most charities are held to a standard that one-third of their, uh, one-third of any donation can go to paying for their expenses, and then two-thirds should be sent to whatever cause they're sending their money to, right? And so my idea then is, well with FFL, I know that we don't have a huge amount of staff, Right. There's really just volunteers working for Food for Life. And then the people at the top, right, the heads of FFL. So really, there's just that guy's salary. Like his name is Paul, guy who's in charge of FFL. Great guy. FFL.org if you want to know more. (laughs) Um, So really, Paul just has to pay for his salary and then a little bit of marketing stuff. And so we can keep the overhead really, really low right? But most organizations can't, especially huge organizations like anything that's operating internationally where they've got all their staff and they've got like huge office buildings, they've got a bunch of employees running all their day-to-day, right? Then obviously there's a bigger overhead. So I thought we can contrast that to the to the low cost that FFL has for their overhead and In seeing that stat, I also thought to myself, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was actually that much money that had to go, or that was going back into these charities. I thought that pretty much everything that I was donating was going out to the cause. So that made me think of then this next version of the headline, which is The Dirty Secret Most nonprofits Aren't Telling You. (laughs) So you can see how that is a very big curiosity peak. Because for one, we can enlighten people on the fact that most of the time their donation isn't having the impact that they want it to, which is the first iteration of this headline. And then we pique that curiosity by using the dirty secret. And we also use a little bit of us versus them, where we say we're the right charity to donate to, they're not the right charity to donate to because you're going to be paying for kids to eat if you donate with us. If you donate to them, then you're paying the CEO's salary right so that's how i'm gonna play that one and then i've just got a little note also your dollar has never been able to carry so much weight right so that's probably something that i'm gonna have within the copy but you see how that sub headline evolved right i first came up with the point that i'm trying to make and then i moved that into based on my research here's how i could frame that And then I thought to myself, how do I make this more curiosity driven? How do I make it us versus them? So it's really just the third iteration is plugging in different copywriting techniques in order to make it more persuasive and in order to draw more attention to it. So again, that little framework is one, come up with the point you're trying to make. That's iteration number one. Iteration number two is translate your data into that point. And then iteration number three is pull in those copywriting techniques. So in this case, It was Us Versus Them, as well as Curiosity Peak, right? So that's how you can do it for all of your sub-headlines. Don't just come up with a sub-headline and then think it's perfect. Always continue to rework everything you do, sit away from it for a few days, come back to it, rework it, and think to yourself, how do I motivate people to read the copy that's going to follow? So that is the end of part number four. Shorter part today, hopefully you enjoyed it. Part number five coming up tomorrow where we're going to talk about the most important copywriting technique, which I haven't mentioned so far, and how exactly you can apply it to this framework and to everything that you're going to be writing for your charity organization. If you have any questions, comments, let me know, I'll be more than happy to answer it. I'll leave you on that, have an amazing day, and I will talk to you tomorrow.